feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid, nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter, when I caught a glimpse of Rita, filling in the ticket in a little white book. In a cap, she looked much older, and the bag across her shoulder made her look a little like a military And it is another busy news night in New York City. A number of city council races and also some district attorney races. We will also have some interesting results uh, because right now, one of the folks tied to the Central Park Five is leading a race. Uh, of course, that was a case that made headlines across the country. We're going to talk about what that all means and take your calls on that and a whole bunch more as different results come in here on the Rita Cosby Show. Meantime, everybody talking also about Hunter Biden, because now there is a second whistleblower who has come forward, and he is basically verifying what the other IRS whistleblower had to say. The other one is Gary Shapley. He's gone down on record with his name, and he has said that there were roadblocks, that essentially people within the investigation were tipping off the Biden team about what were supposed to be surprise searches of property. I mean, that's obviously a no-no. That every time the U.S. attorney in the case, this is David Weiss, who's in Delaware, that every time that he essentially wanted to bring charges or pursue charges in whether it was in Washington or in California, that basically he hit roadblocks. And so that's obviously very damning if indeed the Department of Justice basically had his hands tied where he could not do anything with the Hunter Biden investigation. And that's a really serious allegation. It's not just coming from anybody. This is coming from a very credible whistleblower. This is a guy who's a supervisor. Gary Shapley had been there a long time with the IRS, and he's naming names. He's not just saying Guess what? I wasn't the only one in the room when these allegations were coming down in these meetings where David Weiss basically told us that he wasn't the deciding factor, that somebody else was making the decisions basically on the investigation. And he said in those meetings, he named names, including the supervisory agent, the special agent in charge of the FBI in Baltimore, also other ones across the country, different people that were in the meeting. So, again, this is a very credible guy. He is naming names. He is putting a whole bunch of information out there. And now there is a second whistleblower who's basically saying the same thing. So now you have two people who have credibility. They are in the IRS. They've been there for a while. Um, and they also are saying a similar story, basically saying that they saw roadblocks clearly coming from high up and that the U.S. attorney who was supposed to be the person overseeing and deciding the investigation of Hunter Biden basically was hampered and had meddling from the DOJ every step of the way. If this is true, this is absolutely damning. And if this is true, Merrick Garland, the attorney general, uh, if it comes back to where he's aware of it or somebody in his office had something to do with it, 
then guess what? He should absolutely be impeached. He should no longer be in that position. That is atrocious. And also, now the judge who's deciding this case, basically what's going to happen is this plea deal, this sweetheart deal that Hunter Biden got, that is like the most insane plea deal, basically. Well, in that particular case, it still has to go for a judge for approval. So a judge could kick it out and say, you know what? This just doesn't seem right. Maybe this isn't the best or the smartest plea deal. Maybe we should wait to see if indeed these allegations coming from some very credible whistleblowers. Let's maybe wait and see if they're correct because they seem awfully credible. And maybe let's just put this plea deal on hold. I hope that the judge who is looking at this plea deal has to sign off on it. That happens at the end of next month. I hope that that judge actually says, you know what, I've been looking at the headlines and I've been seeing what looks like some really credible information. And we're just going to put this on one big pause, because until we sort it out, if Merrick Garland was indeed overseeing or people close to him hampering the investigation, whether it's supposed to be autonomy looking into Hunter Biden. Well, guess what? That is a huge problem for American justice. And then that sweetheart deal should be off the table. If indeed that's true, we got to get to the bottom of it wherever the truth lies. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Well, by the way, in the middle of all this, I thought I have heard it all about the reasons why, you know, why Joe Biden keeps saying that Hunter's the smartest guy he knows. And, of course, he parades Hunter at all these different locations. You see Hunter at the White House. You see Hunter at going to Camp David. Uh, John Katsimatidis was saying on Katz and Cosby that he's hearing from some folks that Hunter might have been sitting with his father when they were dealing with issues tied to Russia over the weekend. Classified, secret, private conversations where he's talking to world leaders. And that he was hearing that basically Hunter is in sort of the equivalent of the situation room at Camp David. Somehow, I don't think that that's where Hunter Biden should be. I don't think he should be parading around the White House. I don't think he should be at any of these things right now. I think he should look low, lay very low, very uh, demure. He shouldn't be around shaking hands and acting like ah, like smug and kind of sticking it to the American public. It's an insult. I mean, every step of the way, it's just really shocking to see the way that they're just sort of thumbing their nose at justice. And as Biden keeps getting asked over and over again, are you sure that you don't know anything about your son's business deals? Because remember, now you got these two whistleblowers who say there was hampering. We also have that WhatsApp message that we know basically says, hey, I'm sitting right next to my father, Chinese communist businessman. And my father, you'll feel the wrath of my family. And my father's right here. What should I tell my father? I mean, and he still wants us to believe that he knows nothing about it. Well, Joe Biden was asked about it again at the White House in the last 24 hours. And he's like, nope, nope, nothing. No, I don't know anything about my son's business deals. Nope, nope. And hoping it's case closed. Well, it should not be case closed. It should just be opening and we should be getting to the truth. Meantime. The excuse on the view to Hunter Biden, if this is not just indicative of the whole situation with the mainstream media. Listen to this. This is Anna Navarro. This is the classic line of why 
you know, we should all, it's like a love story. She thinks it's not, no, there's no problem. Don't worry about the millions upon millions of dollars, tens of millions of dollars coming from rogue leaders to Hunter Biden and also other Hunter Biden family members. So don't worry about any of that. This is just, it's all about a father who just loves his son and it's tiptoeing through the tulips. Take a listen to this. The Hunter Biden story, the scandal, the this, the that, it's also the story of a father's love. And Joe Biden has will never give up on his son, son Hunter, and will never treat him lesser than. And so he is a father first. Take it or leave it. We'll leave it, okay? And here is Ben Dominich. He is a CNN commentator who had to respond to that one. I think that we all, especially in the wake of the the fentanyl crisis and and so much of the addiction problems that emerged during the pandemic, we probably all have someone in our lives who's gone through tough times and we've tried to express love for them. That doesn't continue to allowing them to engage in potentially criminal activity using his father's name and deploying it in ways, uh, you know, with America's adversaries around the world in order to make money. That's that's not love. That's excusing criminal behavior. And if you can't make the if you can't tell the difference there, I think that, frankly, you're an idiot. It's this is obviously a situation where this uh, his own addictions, his own struggles are being used to cover up for the fact that he did a lot of things that are very questionable, including involving, you know, frankly, communist Chinese connected industries uh, and others who, you know, are not interested in America's, uh, you know, best light. The, the fact is that we have to get to the bottom of that. And, you know, you, he can be a loving father. Fine. You know, if you want to compliment that about Joe Biden, but that does not extend to allowing his son to use his name in order to get millions and millions of dollars and then not pay his taxes on. them. And. Carl Rove, of course, longtime uh, political expert and uh, Bush's brain, as they used to call him, George W. Bush's brain. Uh, This is what he says. He says, listen, uh, if Biden really wanted to be the, you know, the right kind of father, giving the son guidance like any father would want to do, basically, uh, he should have been giving him certain advice. And this is at minimum. This is giving Biden the benefit of the doubt This is the kind of conversation he thinks that a father who loves his son should have had. My very strong view is that there should have been if there wasn't, because, look, this was all in public. When 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 Hunter Biden joined the Burisma board, it stunk. And the and the vice president of the United States, his father, was in charge of encouraging the Ukrainian government to crack down on corruption. And his own son was participating with a corrupt company in a corrupt act. And and he should have had a conversation with him about it and said, what in the heck are you think you're doing? You know, get off of that board and stop trying to make money off of my name on you, you know nothing about Ukraine, nothing about energy and nothing about corporate governance. And you're making four hundred thousand dollars a year for nothing. All because your last name is Biden. And and the fact that he didn't have that conversation or or refused to have that conversation says everything we need to know about all this. It says everything we need to know. Uh, And the fact that it doesn't sound like just as Karl Rove said that you heard nothing there where he essentially told his son to back off. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Teddy. Line two, Ted, your thoughts about this. Good evening, Rita. Thanks for taking my call. I've been waiting for a number of weeks. I finally got a reservation. Uh, I'm glad that you're on, Ted. Thank you. I'm hey, glad Lenora's you're with us. Listening. Rita and my, my students are listening. Great. Rita, it's, I said this before to you. We're, let the chips fall. 
they may fall. And if Garland knew about this, he has to go. But you refuse to talk about the tapes. The Secret Service has met with Jack Smith dealing with January 6th. You don't bring that up. The Secret Service is going to lay everything out. The Attorney General, Kassenberger from Georgia, is meeting with Jack Smith. Donald Trump opened up his mouth. It's on tape. Everybody. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. Hang on, Teddy. Did you listen to the show last night? Teddy, Teddy. Boy, Teddy, you are like on fire tonight. Let me just, did you, my show last night, I actually started the show with the tape. And I was going to talk about it later on tonight. You're welcome to comment on that. that. But Teddy, had you listened last night, I actually didn't even wait till today to play it as soon as I heard it. I played it last night. So I absolutely did. But we're talking about Biden now. So let me ask you about Hunter Biden. Uh, Don't you think it's a little fishy that he's, you know, that uh, anybody else? I mean, his father is pushing for gun control across the country. You don't find it ironic that he's getting in a diversion program where most Americans would never get that possibility. It doesn't matter, you know, a race, color, creed, finances, He's getting a sweetheart deal. It is absolutely clear on this. And then on the issue of the IRS, uh, a lot of other Americans would be in a lot more trouble. But because it is Hunter Biden, and if these allegations are true, it's really bad. Don't you think, Teddy? Yes, I can say that openly and without any hesitation. Can you say the same thing about Trump and the trials that he's going to have and the evidence that they're bringing in? And we hear it. And and Teddy, Teddy, there's no doubt. I'll give you this. There is no doubt he's going to have a bumpy road. There is no doubt. And I've even said uh, that in Georgia, they plan on bringing that up in in August, it looks like, because they've already notified everybody and told, you know, authorities to kind of be on guard, if you will. Um, So you got that issue. Um, And then, um, as you brought up, January 6th, they're continuing on that. They're going after a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but 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 let's see. But but Teddy Teddy, what I always say, Teddy, Teddy, what I always say is same thing with the Biden. You have to prove it's true, and that's what I say on Hunter Biden too. You always hear me say that. Listen, let's see where it goes because it sounds really bad about the money. If there was a pay for play, uh, there's supposed to be audio tapes on you know with this guy basically blackmailing. Uh, shaking down and uh, Biden acquiescing, according to a whistleblower, also Hunter Biden. If those tapes are bad and they're correct, again, it's an if. We don't know. You got to prove it. You got to corroborate it. But if any of those things are true, will you at least say that that's not good? Go ahead, Ted. Yes, I agree with you. Okay, good. And by the way, and by the way, if it turns out. Uh, that there are issues. The classified documents is different, though, Ted. And this is where this is where I will take issue. The classified documents to me is clearly a double standard. Look at the way that they went in with guns drawn to Mar-a-Lago and the way we have heard zero on Biden. I mean, if you're going to go after Trump for issues like that, you can't say that Hunter Biden hanging out in his Corvette next to his dad at the Wilmington home uh, that that's a, a safer place uh, with the documents out there. There, there, that you know, we got to be fair to everybody, Ted. And but Ted, I love your passion and, and love everybody's listening. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two. 
This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And I am not the only one who thinks Joe Biden's a hypocrite with the way he is coddling his son and sending him to a different standard than the rest of Americans. Remember, this is a guy who's pushing for gun control. And also, he's the one who was pushing for 87,000 new IRS agents. Listen to what Joey Jones has to say on Fox News. The majority of cases aren't prosecuted to jail time. Well, the majority of cases don't involve the son of a man who's going out and making millions of Americans felons overnight with the latest gun policy. So the idea that you shouldn't be uh, more stringently uh, judged because you're the president's son, that doesn't always sit right with me. Only one family in the entire country gets to put their, their name on the seal and become president of the United States. If they can't set the example, who can? So if you can't go out and do the minimal thing, which is don't lie on a form to purchase a gun, if you can't go out mm-hmm. and follow the simplest part of gun law, how could you ever ask someone else to vote for more gun laws, to, exactly. to believe in gun laws? Yeah. And on top mm-hmm. of that, I'm sorry, there's no Oh, he was an addict because his brother died. I've seen a lot of people die. I, I got 10 people in this book who went through tragedy. None of them uh, became an addict and betrayed their, their dead brother by, by starting a relationship with, it, with his wife. That is terrible. Ouch. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Robert in Suffolk. Robert, your thoughts on line six. Hi, Rita. The judge needs to be reminded Hunter disposed of the revolver that he purchased after lying on the federal purchase form. In a dumpster at a high school. I don't remember whether it was loaded or not. But here, regardless of that, that is so irresponsible. Some kids could have shot somebody or killed themselves. Yeah, you know what, Robert? You hit it on the head because you're absolutely right. It was so irresponsible. Um, and remember, it dealt with the girlfriend, too, who like said he has the gun and he didn't even tell anybody. And you're right. Can you imagine if the shoe were on the other foot? Uh, And if you think about it, it was just a regular citizen. The president would say, throw the book at him. That's the way he feels about guns, but not in his own family. Uh, It it is really so hypocritical. We're going to continue with your calls. Great point, Robert. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. 
And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing, where every night we honor law enforcement and their families. Well, tonight we are taking it high tech, a story from Sacred Heart, Minnesota. And in western Minnesota, a rural sheriff's office that is already five years into its drone use just pulled off a successful rescue that saved an injured man from the path of an oncoming train. Within five minutes of launching the drone, they were able to spot a guy on the tracks and get the train stopped and get down there and get him immediate care. The call for the drone came from the fire department. After responding to a vehicle rollover one mile west of town, firefighters found a car on fire, but no sign of the driver. So they thought that they saw a trail from the car towards the train track nearby. So they ended up calling the police department and the police there, the sheriffs there said, quote, our drone has thermal imaging and infrared camera on it. I could see an individual like a heat signature on the tracks that was kind of stumbling back and forth. He was spotted about a mile from the crash site. The sheriff's office said that he immediately requested that the railroad stop any trains in the area, while officers and EMS were able to reach the man who had actually collapsed right on the tracks. They later learned that there was a train headed for that area, but it stopped about two miles away thanks to that urgent call and that information from the drone. Really incredible. Uh, thanks to the sheriff's office, they said that the 37-year-old man was airlifted to a local hospital and is said to be recuperating and thankful to be alive, thanks to the great work of the sheriff's office and their high technology. Wow, really impressive, and what a great, great story of success using the drone, especially in rural areas where they have a big area to cover. Fantastic stuff. Well, we are talking about the sweetheart plea deal that Hunter Biden got. So many people saying this is just unbelievable. And now, Professor Alan Dershowitz, the great constitutional law expert. Um, I talked with him earlier today on Katz and Cosby with the great John Katz and Matides. And he was telling us, Professor Dershowitz, that the judge who has the chance to look at this plea deal, it's going to go before him for approval. And that'll be at the end of July. This is the deal where he basically gets barely a slap on the wrist. Uh, gets two misdemeanors and then gets a diversion program for the gun, even though it was left in the dumpster near a school. I mean, just some scary details. And yet, obviously, a son of privilege, he gets a sentence of privilege or basically nothing on his record. No felony charges, just a misdemeanor. And the gun charge is a diversion charge. Nothing. It's really incredible. Well, Professor Alan Dershowitz says it is time that the judge who listens to this case, basically puts it all on hold and says, you know what, there's something fishy with this deal. And also, let's also look at all of these allegations that are coming forward now. These enormous allegations coming from multiple IRS whistleblowers who say, you know what, something doesn't smell right. And they know it doesn't smell right because they were in meetings where they say that they specifically heard the head U.S. attorney in Delaware say, "Uh, basically, my hands are tied. And they saw all these things happening with the case that they've never seen in any other case. So they believe clearly that there has been meddling from the Justice Department. So let's hope that this judge has some cojones and says, you know what? This doesn't sound right. 
Let's actually make sure that we look into all of these different allegations before we go forward with this plea deal. He should put the whole thing on hold. That would be the right thing to do. Here is Professor Alan Dershowitz saying what he thinks should happen and what this judge should do. The judge who is supposed to accept or reject the plea bargain and sentence Hunter Biden has the power to refuse to accept the plea bargain until he hears from Weiss and Garland under oath. We don't know if anybody's lying. We know that there is a direct inconsistency between what Garland said under oath on video. There's no doubt about that. And what we hear that Weiss said to people, including six people in a room, that he was hamstrung and he couldn't investigate outside of the little tiny state of Delaware. If I'm the judge, I want to know what the reality is. I would want to know what the reality is, too. And I hope that the judge is seeing the headlines that are now in a lot of places, at least that at least about this plea deal. But also this IRS whistleblower, a number of people are now starting to report on the IRS whistleblower. You can even hear them asking President Biden where they never used to do it before. Like the mainstream media would give a total pass. Now, some people at like, a, you know, CBS, for example, and NBC have been asking the president as he's walking by trying to avoid them. Hey, well, you know what? What about the second whistleblower, Mr. President? What are your thoughts? You know, it's like over and over and over again. I don't think he can escape it because it just looks so bad. Well, and Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, has basically said that if this evidence can be corroborated, that these whistleblowers are saying that indeed that the DOJ did interfere, that Merrick Garland, the attorney general and his office did play a role in somehow tying the hands of the investigators into Hunter Biden and that they were overreaching and blocking and doing some very inappropriate things. That if that's the case, that he does believe that Merrick Garland should be impeached and short term um, people like Rudy Giuliani and others say that, you know what, that they clearly think that McCarthy thinks there's something there, that this is not just, you know, firing darts and shooting at something that McCarthy actually thinks there's something substantive there. And knowing McCarthy, he doesn't just kind of like, you know, shoot from the hip. He usually kind of is methodical and measured. And that's what makes a lot of people think that he believes that this is something really serious. Here's Rudy earlier today. Well, I mean, McCarthy kind of laid it out. He said if the whistleblower uh, information turns out to be uh, verifiable, then we have to have an impeachment. Well, on, honestly, I think McCarthy knows already that it's verifiable. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have about three more behind the the one that's come forward, the one that's just come forward, and I think there are at least three more. Uh, it's an enormously solid case, and I don't think it can be ignored. And uh, yes, it will show that Garland committed straight-out perjury, but it will also show that Biden was taking bribes. If they can prove that Biden was taking bribes and or that Garland uh, committed perjury, obviously that's a huge deal. But if they can show the money trail, boy, will that be explosive. By the way, tomorrow, I know many of you listen to Cats and Cosby. We're going to be talking to James Comer is going to be joining us. Uh, I can't wait to talk to him because he is literally on the front lines 
of the investigation. So you got to make sure that you tune in everybody at five o'clock tomorrow, Eastern time on Cats and Cosby, 77 WABC radio. Also, of course, WABCradio.com. I'll play some highlights tomorrow night because that is definitely going to be a bombshell. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Steve on line seven from Jersey City. Steve, your thoughts about this Hunter Biden investigation. Good evening, Rita. Rita, we uh, I back my point to click one, too. I don't know who I enjoy more, Stock or Ted. Uh, does Ted yell at his students like he yells on the radio? Can you imagine that? Yeah, can you imagine oh having God. him as a teacher and be like, oh, God. Sit down in your okay. class. Right. It's like, hey, moron, how about just two plus two? Oh, pepperoni. No, it's nine. anyway by the way he is a math uh, teacher by the way i don't know if you realize that but you are correct he told me he's a math teacher yeah now we know why kids are graduating can't do basic right one plus one equals stupid (laughs) (laughs) anyway oh you're killing me the point the the point i wanted to make was they keep using they keep using biden's drug uh addiction as an excuse but he was coherent enough to know how to shake down like uh, you, you, Ukrainians and the Chinese. It's like, so how wasted really was he? You yeah, see what I'm saying? That's by the way, Steve. You know what's interesting? Um, I was okay. talking to somebody who, um, well, uh, like an FBI investigator, the other day. Uh-huh. He was saying something. He was saying not just the the aspect, like you said. He was obviously coherent enough to do that, like you said. Uh-huh. But they also mm-hmm. were looking at his phrasing, like the phrasing of his sentences in that um, WhatsApp message. If you look at what's in that WhatsApp message. It's it's quite, you know, I mean, it's it's strong arming. It sounds a little bit like the Godfather. I'm not sure which part, one, two or three, but it's like definitely sounds like the mob. Like, hey, if you're not here, my father's sitting here, you know, my father. But 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 the way he writes it, it doesn't seem like somebody who's in like a drug induced stupor because the words are pretty clearly. I think they're all spelled correctly, if I recall. I mean, it looked a lot Co- more coherent than you would imagine somebody who's in uh, a phase where they can't remember anything, um, which you're right. They keep using the sort of he was too high. He's an addict. Uh, forgive him. But, you know, the one thing I did notice, Steve, he they didn't leave out in there. Did you notice in that claim that came from Hunter through his attorney? They didn't say it's not true. They just said Hunter is an addict and he speaks for himself only. But that that's not saying uh, my dad wasn't sitting next to me. I made that up. Did did you notice that, Steve? What were your thoughts on that? Uh, right. They, they didn't deny it. So basically, he was doing it. And, and you know, that I'm listening to that text. It sounds as if he was speaking the King's English. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, and it's a very Hall- impressive addict, if that's the case, right? It's a high-functioning oh, hey, addict. <laughs> get me some crack. Yeah, <laughs> really. Rita, have a great night, dear. Thank you very much, Steve. You're terrific. Let's go to Jacqueline, line six. Jacqueline, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Well, you know, the tapes can't possibly be wrong. Can it be that everything uh, regarding the evidence against the Biden crime family is wrong? You know, I, I, I have to share this with you. I heard uh, Fuzzy Wuzzy, the stuffed teddy bear, on with Greg Kelly last week on about a little bit more than a week ago, on uh, June 15th, about 25 minutes into his show. 
And uh, was he was, was he very, fuzzy? Was he fuzzy with uh, with Greg too? Oh, he was. <laughs> he was. But Greg, Greg, you know, uh, explained to him he's got to get his facts straight. And uh, you know, he and his buddy there from Forest Hills. They have to stop getting their news from MSNBC, or I refer to it as MSLSD, and the Fox News Network, the fake fascist news network, and CNN, the corrupt crime news network. And I have to give Roger Stone credit for this one. Roger said that he does not get his news from CNN for the same reason that he doesn't eat out of the toilet bowl. And I think Mr. Fuzzy Wuzzy should give that some thought. Maybe he should get his information and his facts from WABC Radio and from Newsmax and educate himself about what the truth is regarding everything in, instead of having his, his head in the sand. Well, you know what's interesting, Jacqueline? Uh, you bring up a really good point because if you look at some of the other news stations, um, and I've been in the news business, you guys know, a, a long time, and it never used to be like that. Like now I look at the news and it's like two different worlds. Like you look at CNN, I mean, even when all this Hunter stuff came down and all the stuff was breaking, like, uh, what about even the laptop? Like they barely even reported on the laptop ever. I mean, I mean, the fact that they didn't think it was newsworthy to cover for many of them for more than a year plus is just shocking. That should say everything. Um, and the fact that they like decide what's news and what isn't news as opposed to covering everything and letting us all decide. That's what I believe is, is, is news. And that's what I believe is common sense. And I think, you know, I think people are smart enough to make up their own opinion. Uh, you don't have to filter it out and say, well, I'm not going to tell them about the Hunter Biden laptop or I'm not going to tell them about, you know, any of these allegations from the IRS whistleblower. Um, that's why, you know, you know why I think it's, it's an interesting moment though, Jacqueline, because as I was pointing out at the White House the other day, there were a series of questions coming to Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, the White House press secretary. And some of them were not, you know, just from like, you know, from uh, the conservative media, they were coming from all media. So I sort of feel like the floodgates are opening a little bit. Um, I think that some of the media are starting to wake up and starting to realize that, well, you know what, now there's a second whistleblower and now they're naming names and it's somebody who was with the IRS. Um, I mean, in fact, when Gary Shapley did his interview, he did it with CBS. He did it with CBS Evening News last month. So, I mean, I think that some of the people realize, you know, you can't keep putting your head in the sand. At some point, you got to at least be able to reveal the facts um, and can't hide everything. Uh, but great points, uh, Jacqueline. Thank you very, very, very much. Um, and in fact, I want to play. Um, let me play. Uh, let's play. Actually, this is um, I want to play cut one B. This is actually Gary Shapley, who was on CBS not that long ago. And in cut one B, he basically was saying um, that there was something so different about the investigation. And again, this is interesting. This is on CBS. Take a listen. When I took control of this particular investigation, I immediately saw it, you know, it was way outside the norm of what, what I've uh, experienced in the past. Way outside the norm. And Jacqueline, real quick, that was on CBS. So, I mean, things are at least opening up a little bit, but you can't blame Fuzzy Teddy if he sits and uh, watches MSNBC all day long. Well, you know, it's funny, Rita. Um, I always say you can explain something to someone, but that doesn't mean you can make them understand it. The good news is, Jacqueline, we're not his students in his class. So can you imagine exactly. having to listen to that guy? But you, you- 
you know what I'm perplexed by? I don't understand. People like him and his friend from Forest Hills, why do they even listen to uh, a program and a station that they have completely total views? Why don't they listen to another station like WBLI, you know, another uh, network that uh, conforms with their with their views. So and their maybe, maybe there's maybe there's a part of them that wants to be educated and to learn more. Maybe maybe there's that one percent. That one percent is pulling them in. Point. I think that's an excellent point, Rita. I think you hit it right on the head. I think deep down they really know the truth and they believe the truth. They don't want to admit it, and they can't support Joe Biden. So they're kind of lost in the cosmos, and they don't know where else to turn. Exactly, and we're here to help. <laughs> Jacqueline, thank you very much. You're terrific. We're going to continue your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. And we are talking about the fact that Hunter Biden is getting special treatment. And boy, some people, they're sitting there looking in one little direction and going, what story is that? It seems like fair. Are you kidding me? This would never happen to the average citizen. All these claims and the gun charges and the view basically says, oh, this is a love story of a father who loves his son. And that's what this story is. No, it's about a drug addict who's addicted to porn, who is basically getting lots of money from rogue leaders and we're trying to find out if there's a pay for play. I'm missing the love story part. Forgive me about that. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Rich. Line two. Rich, your thoughts about all this. Rich, you there? Can you hear me? Yep, I hear you now. Sorry about that, Rich. Go ahead. Uh, All right. Look, um... This basically, this kid, this man, whatever he is, he's acting with impunity. And that's not a learned behavior, okay? He was indoctrinated. And I'm going to suggest something. I don't know if your listeners are going to agree with this. But the drug addiction, I believe, is a part of his conscious guilt. His father indoctrinated him into being his Acolyte, his henchman, his co-conspirator, and and it's heartbreaking. And and believe me, I'm no Biden fan, but this guy committed evil deeds on his own son. So the compassion should be there, but I don't think it's ever going to get to that point. I you, really don't. You know, Rich, you brought up a great point. And by the way, 
I mean, and I, I feel the same way you do. I mean, I do feel very sorry for clearly, uh, Hunter Biden is a troubled individual. There's, there's no question about it. Clearly he's even on his own admission, um, you know, had crack and, uh, you know, foreign hookers and I mean, there's all this stuff. He, a lot of it, it's, we've seen it and heard about it on the, uh, you know, on the tapes and in his book and everything else. But you're right. The father, where I blame the father, first of all, he's not a two-year-old son, so he does have to take some responsibility as an adult. But you're right. The father, if the father's aware, and he's got to be aware, say say even if the father uh, wasn't aware, he kept doing it over and over and over again after we all knew about it. So the father was aware just like we were aware. I don't see the father having this serious discussion saying, son... You know, stay out of the White House. Don't do this. Don't do that. I'll get you the help you need. Uh, But it looks like, according to Hunter's own emails and messages, it's like, Dad keeps pressuring me. He keeps wanting more money. Like, you're right. Like, maybe the father's feeding the issues here. The Rita Cosby Show. Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. are talking about Hunter Biden and the double standards that exist clearly in the Biden White House and contrast that with the way that President Trump has been handled. Who could forget, even though Fuzzy Teddy called in the last hour and said, hey, you haven't talked about the Trump tape. Uh, Ted, pull the wax out of your ears because I talked about it last night and I am talking about it again tonight. Here is the audio recording that somehow got leaked to CNN. Uh, This is of Trump. They claim him talking when he was at Bedminster Country Club. This is part of the special counsel's investigation. What is the special counsel or somebody in the special counsel's office leaking like a sieve to CNN? Uh, I mean, that's really suspicious. Take a listen. Here is President Trump. This is the tape that CNN claims is part of the private super secret investigation of President Trump. That's clearly not so secret. These are bad, sick people. That was was your coup, you know, against you. Well, it started right at the beginning. Like when Millie's talking about, oh, you were going to try to do a coup. No, they were trying to do that before you even were sworn in. That's right. Trying to overthrow your election. Well, with Millie, uh, let me see that. I'll show you an example. He said that I wanted to attack Iran. Isn't it amazing? I have a big pile of papers. This thing just came up. Look. This was him. They presented me this. This is off the record, but they presented me this. This was him. This was the Defense Department and him. We looked at some. This was him. This wasn't done by me. This was him. Yeah. All sorts of stuff. It's pages long. Look. Mm. Wait a minute. Let's see here. Uh, yeah. I just found. Isn't that amazing? This totally wins my case. You know. 
Except it is like highly confidential, yeah. <laughs> secret. This is secret information. But look, look at this. You attack, and Hillary would print that out all the time. You know, she'd, <laughs> send, it, no, she'd send it to yeah. Anthony Weiner, yeah. the pervert. Um, by the way, isn't that incredible? Yeah. I was just saying because we were talking about it, and you know, he said he wanted to attack Iran and what. These are the papers. This was done by the military, given to me. Uh, I think we can probably, right? I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to try to figure out a, a, yeah. See, as president, I could have deed less. Yeah. Now I can't, you know, but this is yeah, classic. Now, now we have a problem. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's so cool. I mean, it's so, I'm, look, we here and I have a, and you probably almost didn't believe me, but now you believe me. No, it's, I believe It's incredible, it. right? No, they, hey, bring they some, uh, bring some cokes in, please. Well, and I'm curious if he got the cokes or not. Uh, but it's an interesting information. And, and listen, in there he says, um, you know, this is secret, this is classified, that kind of stuff. Again, we don't know the context of the tape. There's no video, so we don't know if it's spliced. We don't know the circumstances behind it. Even if he indeed did say that, was he blustering? There's a lot of things that could come from all of this. And by the way, the president also responded a few hours ago about this tape that's been played all over the place. He's calling it another hoax. He says, I would say election interference more than anything else. It's a disgrace that they can do it. Everything was fine. We did nothing wrong. And everybody knows it. That's what President Trump said just a little bit ago. And here is Professor Alan Dershowitz commenting on the CNN audio and what a disgrace it was that something that's typically super secret got leaked. What a surprise to CNN. Well, let's first find out how CNN got a hold of it. Uh, There are only three possible sources. One, the prosecution, in which case there are really serious ethical and legal problems. Second, his own lawyers may have uh, treated him in a traitorous way and and turned it over, that would raise really serious questions. And then the third, maybe somebody on his staff, who the one who took the uh, recording might have done it. But we have to get to the bottom of it. We can't allow um, material to be leaked to CNN. Obviously, the fact that it was CNN shows the nature of who the source probably was, uh, probably somebody on the on the hard left who was trying to use this to, to damage uh, Trump. No doubt, because you don't hear a word one on the other side. Nothing whatsoever on the, quote, special prosecutor that is supposedly looking at President Biden on his classified docs. If you want to believe that he's looking at anything at all, maybe he needs to look under the red Corvette next to Hunter Biden. That would be a good place to start. But here is Professor Alan Dershowitz with a little bit more. And he says, listen, the tape may sound bad. And there's some inferences in there that I can understand if you're out to get Trump that you go, okay. But when you're dealing with somebody like the former president of the United States or the current president, um, anybody, you need to make sure the context. We don't have a context to this tape. We don't have an understanding of the background of the tape and what's happening. And what if indeed it's him, is he holding up a piece of paper? Is he pretending like there's a piece of paper? We don't know. Uh, But listen, this is what Professor Dershowitz has to say that Trump could basically say as a defense to what CNN claims is a bombshell. Trump would have been very smart not to have said the things he said 
there are possible ways of explaining it. Now, one possibility is he may have believed that the material was still classified, but actually it wasn't still classified because it was in the public domain. And we know that there were some discussions of the battle plans for Iran. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff, by the way, indeed, was out there in the public domain. So we could say, why was this actually even classified to begin with? Because if it's out in the public domain, how could you technically say it is classified? I mean, it gets into so many issues. And by the way, President Trump, a new poll that just came out, shows that he has topped the GOP field Even more so in New Hampshire. That's a key state because, of course, first it's Iowa caucus, then it goes to New Hampshire primary, and then you see the South Carolina primary. That's really how it goes on the whole election cycle. Those are key states, and that's why you see everybody in Iowa, everybody in New Hampshire, everybody in South Carolina. And now a new poll that has just come out basically shows that President Trump has widened his lead in New Hampshire over Ron DeSantis. So despite all of these things that keep coming, and even though Fuzzy Teddy in the last hour was talking about the fact that Georgia may come out with something, it looks like probably in August, that's on the election issue. We know that Jack Smith is also looking into January 6th as well. That's a special counsel. I mean, there's a lot of issues out there. In addition to all of that, President Trump is actually gaining on Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire. Now he is topping the GOP field with 47% support from registered Republican primary race voters in the state, with DeSantis behind at 19%. DeSantis has dropped by about 10 percentage points, and President Trump has gone up by about 4 to 5 percentage points in New Hampshire. So he is leadened, he has widened the lead, if you will, and made it a lot more significant and actually increased since all of this stuff. The Democrats can't believe it. It's like, wait a minute. Okay, we're trying this one. Now let's leak the tape. And now let's see what else we can leak. Anything else we can do. And meanwhile, it is pure silence on the Democratic side. Wow. What an unbelievable election season. And we haven't even started yet because the debates haven't even started yet. This is going to be one for the record books, guys. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Henry, line two. Henry, your thoughts about all this. Go ahead, Henry. Yeah, Rita, can you hear me? Yep, I hear you. Great. Go ahead. All right. Rita, I'm glad I could speak to you. I have one question. And I think you know the answer, but I hope I'm not going to be disappointed. Hello? Yes, go ahead. With all this, with all this investigation that's going on in the Hunter, on the Hunter, okay, and the Biden family, I mean, if this, if this is going to be concluded before the presidency is over, does that mean that the end result, that Biden's going to pardon his own son? That's an interesting point. Now, uh, let me ask you this much, Rita. Yeah, go ahead. The investigation, what else the investigation goes after the election and it continues and Trump gets in, then he won't be pardoned, right? Because there won't be President Biden anymore. Absolutely. But you have to remember, um, first, right now, as it stands now with the plea deal, there's only two misdemeanors, so they're very minor. They're not, that's not even really anything on a record. That's why that gun right. charge that could have come up was really serious because 
according to what would have happened to most people, is it would have been a felony. And it says he's getting basically it's in a diversion program, so he's not even getting anything. So the worst he's going to get right now, as it stands, Henry, is the two misdemeanors on the tax issue. And that's minor. And that's because um, it's still it's still in its infancy. That doesn't count what's happening with Comer. Now, where I think is interesting, and I hear where you're going with Hunter, absolutely. You know, Biden could pardon his son. But the bigger issue, of course, is Biden himself. Where's Biden going to get the pardon? You know, because if it comes to um, where it turns out that some of these allegations are true, and we're, we're a ways from that, we're a long ways from proving that for sure. But if indeed that does turn out to be true, uh, it could be much more serious charges against the father. I mean, if it turns out that there was rogue money, that there was pay for play, um, there could be serious issues tied to the son. There could be serious issues tied to the father. There could be impeachment issues tied to the father. Um, and obviously, that's the bigger deal. And that's why the Hunter stuff is of such concern, Henry. I mean, to me, um, despite all the clear issues that the guy's got with crack and all this other stuff, you know, if it was just him having his dalliances, <laughs> to put it mildly, um, if it was that, uh, I don't think people you know, would or should be as interested. You you know, you have compassion if he was sort of in a vacuum doing these things. The problem is he's not in a vacuum doing these things. Uh, that on his laptop, he talks about the big guy. He talks about money going to the big guy. You see all these deals coming from these rogue individuals. You see him going on Air Force Two to China with his father. Uh, you see suddenly money going into Biden, different bank accounts and all these others. So that's where it gets to me. It's a much broader issue um, of concern with the father. And that's why it's a big story. You know, if it was just him doing something on his own and his own drug addiction, obviously that's a sad thing. Uh, but because it may tie in with getting money, that's questionable. Was he high as a kite? Who knows what they have on the son? Who knows what they have on the father? There's word that Russians or some other people actually have a copy of the laptop. There's another one that was, I think, left in Las Vegas. Uh, what happens in Las Vegas doesn't stay in Las Vegas these days. So that's where it gets interesting. So uh, I guess my question to you, Henry, is do you think uh, if something happened to uh, Biden, uh, you think Trump would pardon him? Uh, what do you think if it ever got to that? The other thing I wanted to ask you, one quick question. I remember during Nixon, John Mitchell went to jail. He was the attorney general. Yep. Is it a possibility, we're talking about impeachment, possibility on this guy, uh, uh, Mer- Merrick, whatever his name yeah, is. Yeah, Merrick Garland. Yeah, right. It's a possibility he could have the same sentence as George Mitchell was, and he'd go to jail too. Well, if he lied under oath, if they can prove that he lied under oath, uh, which is the big issue, because he has said he did nothing to meddle in the investigation of Hunter Biden. So if he, And he did say that, and he said it under oath. So if they can prove that he did, of course, there's a lot of shades of gray between now and there. But if he can prove uh, through, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, Comer and Jim Jordan and those guys uh, through these whistleblowers. But also if there's documentation, if there's multiple other people, credible people backing them up in addition to them, uh, I think he's toast. 
I think he's in, you know, for sure, I think impeachment and removal is clearly one of the paths. That's one. And the other is, I think uh, there could be much more serious charges like you talked about. Lying under oath is a serious charge. Uh, So there could be a lot coming. That's why this is an unbelievable time. And there's some historic things that may be coming down the pike, depending where the evidence goes, Henry. Great questions. Great questions. We'll continue, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. So who is lying and who's telling the truth? Boy, the stakes could not be higher. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm. Line two, Norm, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Um, well, I mean, I, I think uh, I think old Hunter's going to uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to end. But Rita, if you'll indulge me, I wrote a one of my little short poems in dedication to Teddy. Oh, wow. Wait, wait, Norm, this is beautiful. When did you write it before you, you deliver this? When did you write it? Um, I wrote it. I, I started composing this last week after after hearing him yell my name, Norm, <laughs> on another person's show. Okay. Um, I was on uh yeah, he, you know, I, he likes to bring up my name and BJ. So I wrote this little poem and uh, I hope he'll enjoy it. Okay, okay, here we go, Norman. Wait, wait, can we, should we, okay. maybe we can put a little soft music underneath. Do we, let's, okay, hold on one sure. second. Go, go right Let me, hey, hold on one second. We're going to try to cue up a little bit of like, mm-hmm. maybe some little lullaby music or something. Sure. Something sure. that, is that, would that be fitting or what kind of music should we put, Norm? What kind of, what would be uh, nice? I, I don't know. I don't know what's actually the proper music to put underneath this, but I mean, I, I'm basically, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You well, surprise me, Rita. Okay, we'll surprise me. Well, we're, we're, they're working on something. We're going to put like a little soft little music better. Do we have it, okay. you guys? I think we got, okay, here we go. Well, let's play it a little bit. Here's a little bit, and then we'll give you a cue. Here we okay. go. Okay, here we go. Okay. All right, here we go. There's the music. Oh, look. Oh, that's, oh, that's a beautiful. nice one. That is, okay, then we'll put it down in the background. Here we go. Here you go, Norm. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. There was a caller named Ted, and BJ and I live in his head. Orange man bad, and he is toast. He rants to our host. Matter and matter, his temperate flares. Why don't you change your opinions, he queers. My opinions are important. I am the bearer of truth. No respect can I get, and your opinions are moot. Relax, relax, fuzzy man bear Ted, and enjoy talk radio, the world you doth tread. <laughs> That's very beautiful. Norm. That is very beautiful. And you heard him tonight in in sheer form. Uh, did you hear? Yes. Can, you know, the one thing I said, Norm, there is a there is at least a happy moment. We don't have him as a mm-hmm. teacher, although he probably has a, you know, it, he's got to have good days. Maybe he takes out, maybe he's, he walks in pleasant to them and he takes all the tension out with us at night. What do you think, Norm? Yeah, look, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't uh, venture to guess really what's going on inside that noggin. I really don't. But, but Norm, I'll give you an A plus for the uh, the poem. That was really good, and you guys, good music choice too. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. 
Read It Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which we love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a powerful story coming from Kingman, Arizona, where Mojave County there held its first Women's Veteran Day ceremony to celebrate women veterans and the sacrifices that they made to protect our country. Uh, the Lieutenant Colonel Ann Sini, who is a retired U.S. Air Force Lieutenant Colonel said that they served and they came home picking up where they left off. Women have not always felt comfortable or even welcomed in the veteran circles and have sometimes have been known as America's invisible veterans. We're pleased to have with us today women who are proud to be known as veterans and are not invisible to us. By the way, June 12th is recognized as Women Veterans Day. On that date in 1948, President Harry Truman signed the Women's Armed Services Integration Act, which granted women to serve as members of the Army, Navy, Marine Corps, and also the Air Force. What a great, great story and wonderful to see women veterans recognized for their great work. Well, we are talking, of course, about Hunter Biden. By the way, uh, I thought Norm was great. I thought that was a great poem. And you guys, thank you for the killing me softly. That was a good one. Norm is really talented. He's like better than Shakespeare. He's great. Norm, you are terrific. Really, really terrific. You guys are great tonight. And all I keep thinking about in the middle of all this Hunter Biden stuff is what I just find completely inconceivable. And that is the fact that President Biden himself continues to say he knows nothing of his son's business deals. Now, let's just be frank. You can see clearly that Hunter Biden has got addiction problems. He's got a whole bunch of stuff. It's pretty obvious the problems the guy has. Clearly, he also knows that he left his laptop in a whole bunch of places. It was at the place, of course, at the repairman, uh, that the guy who came forward and gave it ultimately, remember, to the FBI. There's also a report that he left one in Las Vegas, too, as well. We talked about that with Miranda Devine. And so in the middle of all this, he's pretty transparent. And then you see on all the messages, uh, 10% for the big guy. Uh, Dad's putting pressure on me to do this. All of this stuff over and over and over again. And yet what I do find, again, completely not credible. How's that? That's a nice way to say uh, a bunch of bupkis. Uh, Listen to Biden, who over and over again and just was asked about that this week. Yesterday, he was asked at the White House. uh, So you still maintain you don't know anything about your son's business deals. And he's like, no, I don't know anything. Uh, I don't know anything you're talking about. Like uh, the Sergeant Schultz. I know nothing. I know nothing. Well, here he is. Uh, This was in 2020 on the campaign trail. And remember, this is the first time, one of the first times he was repeating this hogwash that he still maintains to this day. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. And so how do you know? know? Here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader, if that's what happened? That appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. 
and he's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the presidency to try to do something to smear me. Everybody looked at this, and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. Ask the right question. Mr. Body, okay, but you've never spoken to your Pardon son. Are you being impeached for this? Depending on what the what the House finds, he could be impeached. But I'm not making that judgment now. The House should investigate it. Uh, yeah, nothing to see on my side. Just tens of millions of dollars that somehow end up in my family's various accounts. Everybody but the dog, it seems like, in the Biden family. We're waiting. Maybe the dog did get some money. Who knows? Um And yet, what I do know is that Trump should be investigated. That's what he was saying in 2020. Oh, my God. It is unbelievable. When you play it back now, it's like this guy is just what a hypocrite. What a hypocrite. Is anybody out there who still believes to this day that he still has never talked to his son about his business deal? The son has flown on Air Force Two to China. Then you hear the message. My dad is sitting right next to me. I mean, give me a break. You have two IRS whistleblowers coming forward uh, saying that there was tampering in the investigation by the DOJ, that they were interfering and meddling. And they named six other people that are super credible people. Special agent in charge of the FBI who was present in the meeting who can corroborate. He says what he knows and what he overheard. And he said, here's some others, too, of the same caliber. These are all like credible people. I mean... This is not some willy-nilly search. And yet, oh, what I know is that Trump should be investigated. What a hypocrite. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan. I see Stan's calling here. Line six. Uh, Stan, your thoughts about all of this, Stan. What do you think? Good evening. Good evening, Stan. (laughs) You know, I heard Jennifer before. Nice Jennifer, you know. You know, she seems to have me in her mind a lot. I think you know who you're thinking of. I think it was Jacqueline who called Jacqueline, earlier Jennifer, tonight. Yeah. All the same you got to get the Jays. What, what did you yeah, think of Jay's Norm's? Jerks. You're right. Did jerks. you? Oh no, they're lovely oh, yeah. women. Oh yeah. Did the you hear is, Norm's lovely poem? Yeah. Well, you know, obviously he won't get the poetry award from the Association for the Stupidity of Poetry. He may get that, but I don't think so. As far as Teddy's concerned. Uh, he has a right to his opinion when you agree or disagree. I didn't, hear his, I didn't hear his remarks. So No, uh, I, and by the way, Stan, I always, and you know this, um, I always love, I love hearing from everybody. I think it's important to hear from all sides. And, and I think the most important thing is the truth. But I mean, the, that's the what everybody problem, wants. The problem is on this station, you only have two people that call up on the left. You know, it's interesting. Actually, that's not correct, Sam. We have a I lot of people. people. I don't hear very few people. No, there's a lot of other people. President Donald Trump. Trump mentioned, and here's the person thing about the station, he mentions Anthony Weiner. <laughs> and of course, this station uses him as a liberal respondent, the guy who shows his ass on copy machines. There's a real liberal for you. Uh, He shouldn't even be on the station. But this station shows its ignorance and stupidity. They can't find the liberal. Stan, hang on. They can't find the liberal. Stan, Stan, hang on one second. Let me just say one thing about Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner was was a former member of Congress for a long time. So you make it sound like he worked at Xerox, okay? That's not the case. He was a former member of Congress, um, and he has he's he's had you know uh, an accomplished record in Congress. Obviously, he had problems, and he's come out very publicly and talked about it. Um, to his credit, he's talked about it. So, um, so the, I think if anything, what you should say is, boy, it's a testament that we'd like to hear from everybody. 
And I always take your calls. Um, and I always take Teddy's calls. Um, and so for me, I take other people's calls. I have people who call up here who tell me that they are an independent um, or a Democrat, whoever it is. And I love that. And I always welcome them. And and I welcome Norm's poems, too. So to me, that's what I think. I, I hate when I hear all this cancel culture or people talking in a vacuum where they're not hearing from other people. I think we can all learn from each other. But I also, if I see somebody who says something that's completely wrong uh, or I think is, is totally hypocritical, I will also call them out. And, you know, I've never been afraid to do that. Um, and, and I always love your call, Stan. And I, I welcome them anytime. And Teddy's. Uh, I just am glad I'm not in his classroom because, boy, would I need earmuffs for that. <laughs> Stan, thank you. You're terrific. Let's go to Pete. Line four. Pete, your thoughts, my friend. Uh, what a thing hey, and Pete, you sound like you're in a tunnel. Hang on, Pete. You sound uh, like you're in a tunnel. Get out of the tunnel. Okay, this, this is a little better. I'll get out of the tunnel. Yeah, you're out yeah, of the no, tunnel. I mean, Great. <laughs> you, you, keep it, you keep it fair and balanced. And Norman, that poem was great. And Jacqueline, what she had to say. And yes, I'm so absolutely. lucky to have these people as my friends. They're you know, great we call, folks. We talk after show. Oh but yeah, great. I, I want to say, Pete, that, I, I, they are the best of the best, and I love you all. You know that. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, a pleasure. I mean, to speak to you, you're fair and balanced. We broke the story with Scott Labato and Pizza Day. Give me liberty. Give me pizza. I know. Wasn't that great? And, we uh, had Scott Labato on earlier. I was like, I gotta have him on. He's great. <laughs> right. Well, I'm going to get him and we're going to Grimaldi's and you you will be invited. We're going there. We're going to pizza it up over there. With, with Tony. Already with Tony. With Big Tony. I love Tony. Big Tony. I'm That's jealous. my guy. That's my buddy. And by the, oh, and by the way, people. Be You'll and, be part of it. And Pete, I want, by the way, I just want to tell everybody too, um, the, you know, the, it is it is insane that New York City, as you know, I mean, there are so many issues with crime and problems. And one of the things we're going to also talk about is migrants. The migrant number, the number of migrants in shelters has now hit um, 100,000. I mean, we have these blockbuster numbers and, and issues and financial issues. And New York City comes up, some moron in New York comes up with the idea of, OK, well, let's go after uh, you know, uh, wood burning pizza ovens and let's go after coal burning, you know, pizza ovens. It basically affects about a hundred pizzerias. So I tell Anthony to keep up the good fight. And I, I tell Scott to keep those pizzas flipping over, uh, over the, uh, the gates. Cause those guys are great. I mean, it is insane. I, I mean, I feel like we're living in like la la land, Pete, that that's, that's the focus as we're talking about all these other big issues, but yet somehow uh, going after a hundred pizzerias in New York. Uh, I, I mean, this, it truly is the definition of stupidity or insanity. Which one do you think it is, Pete? I think it's a tie between the two. And, uh, you know, with the pizza, I mean, uh, Scott is a yeah, patriot, and so are you, uh, to get out reading what you're doing. You're fair and balanced. You give everybody a chance to talk. And Norman can't come back there on the phone and say the stand. That wasn't nice what you said. But if you can't recognize good poetry, uh, Norman <laughs> is a genius. He could come up with stuff in his head that is unbelievable. No uh, looking at a computer, no looking at this. It's all him talent and so is Jacqueline they're two brilliant people and along with other callers on the show I can't name everybody so I won't start but you bring out the best in people Rita and that interview we did with uh, Donald Trump was I, I, from 1 to 10 it was an 11-12 please you. you are great 
Thank, thank you. you so much. Pete, thank you. Love you very much. Thank you for the beautiful call, Pete. Let's go to BJ after that. BJ, line three, your thoughts, my friend. Well, it's, it, I'm very humbled to be immortalized uh, forever in a poem by Norm. I have to say <laughs> that. That was a beautiful poem. Yeah, by the and, way, dude, uh, what about the music in the background that we set it up, the killing me softly? <laughs> it, it, that, well, you know, that's, that's what the Democrats are doing. They're killing us uh, not softly. Yeah, they're doing it quickly. <laughs> exactly, painfully. Killing us painfully, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I, I get a kick out of, uh, you know, the way uh, – People can't even see it. So Donald Trump Jr., if he pulled what Hunter Biden pulled, he'd be in a jumpsuit now. You have a guy who who was accused of cheating on his taxes, of lying to get a gun, uh, of uh, basically threatening a foreign head of state. Uh, you know, and now uh, if if Tr- Donald Trump Jr. had pulled that, forget it. Uh, but now we're talking about how uh, poor, uh, sick Hunter is a drug addict and how he's estranged from his father and all this other stuff. This is this is unbelievable. And then you have an attorney general running interference and giving him a making certain a sweetheart deal goes Hunter's way. So I, I, I'm sorry. I, I this is partisan. Uh, that, that's the nicest thing I can say about it. And, you know, success is its own reward. And uh, you, people used to say revenge, success, the best revenge. I believe success is its own reward. You have some very brilliant callers that call you. And then you have some that have a real tough time. They Their head hurts, I can tell. They're in a lot of pain when they speak. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Their you know, head hurts or our head hurts to listen well, to them? <laughs> well, our ears hurt. Our ears hurt. <laughs> but their head, you can tell, like, uh, you know, you have a math teacher that calls and he has like 20 personalities. And uh, then you have this guy, uh, uh, the you mean You mean Fuzzy Hill. Teddy, Fuzzy Teddy. Well, you mean Fuzzy Teddy. I don't like to say his name, but you can say it all you want. It's your show. But, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, then you have the phony from Forest Hills who, you know, you would think after, you know, he calls up and he says he's sick. And, and you know, I, I hope he gets better. And I really do. I really mean that from the bottom of my heart. But usually people go through experiences like that. They get humble. This guy was sharpening his fangs. I mean, he, he's come back with a vengeance. <laughs> but by the way, PJ, he, that's how we know he's doing better. Because now he's back I, to his old yeah, self. I guess. Right? He's back to his old self. I, you know, I mean, I, by the way, the first time that Stan did call back and and uh, after all that, um, and we are so glad that he's better, too, because, uh, you know, I, I, I loved all the beautiful messages from everybody to him, which was really beautiful and, and deeply sincere from everybody. When he came back and he was and he started criticizing again, I said, oh, good. He's back to he's back to his old self. I was I was actually happy because I, I knew that he was back uh, feeling better. Right. You know, no, the, but- fangs are, the fangs are sharper than ever. His fangs are sharper than ever. And the other guy, he has more chalk dust floating around his head, boy. I'll tell you, that guy, I, I, I feel bad for him because he's arguing with himself. He argues with himself all the time. You can tell he's very, very uh, uh, flustered and he's uh, uh, he's like a, a soda bottle that you shook up on a hot summer day and you, you're afraid to open it. You know? Oh, my so. God. <laughs> That's an interesting analogy. BJ, you're terrific. Thank you. God bless you. You too. You too, my friend. We're going to continue your calls. Boy, it's been an interesting night and fun night here on the Rita Cosby Show. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. The double standards keep coming, especially when it comes to Hunter Biden. And what did you think of Norm's great poem? 
Should it be entered in a poem contest? 1-800-848-9222. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. mentioned tomorrow on Cats and Cosby at 5 p.m. on WABC. You can listen on WABCradio.com, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we will be talking to James Comer, uh, head of the House Oversight Committee. Boy, is that going to be an interesting conversation. There's a lot that I can't wait to ask him about Hunter Biden and so much more. Uh, also, uh, we'll be talking about that tomorrow night, too, and a lot of other great stuff as well. But, boy, there's a lot of serious questions to ask him because he is right in the thick of this with all of the bank records and the investigations into Hunter Biden. So lots of questions, and I can't wait to fill you all in tomorrow night on that. one 800 uh, let's go to Tony, line six in New Jersey. Tony, your thoughts. Uh, by the way, did, did you hear Norm's poem, Tony? Did you like it? I, I just loved it. And I have to tell you, I love all your listeners. I love the Democrats as well as the conservatives. And we welcome more Democrats to come on the show. As a matter of fact, I think, Rita, your show is like therapy for all the Biden family lovers. And they're welcome to come on and listen. And we will hang in there with you and we'll take you through those stages of which world. We're here for you. <laughs> You'll be there to comfort them in their, in their times. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? I love hearing from everybody, too. I love everybody equally. And it makes life interesting. And, and, it, and you know what? It, it gives insight. You know, we all learn from each other, and that's why I love hearing from all of you guys. You guys are all terrific. Tony, thank you very, very much. Uh, let's go to Joe. Line 7, Joe, your thoughts. Rita, my love, I'm on a little late because I got in late. And the bottom line is this. Wait, wait, wait. Where were we? Were you partying or something? Where were? What do you mean yeah. you were in late? I was in the, the broken-down VA defective wheelchair. A veteran has to be non-use of three limbs now to get an electric wheelchair. Oh, my goodness. Now it's three limbs, and I say still won't give me an electric wheelchair. My beautiful American marine mongrel, half, uh, American blue nose and half Italian master, pulls me in the chair. He went to food banks to get food for American veterans. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, my love. We went to the Salvation Army, the last one on Staten Island. There was hardly any men's clothes. They won't give American veterans a voucher, even though they get everything for free. That's the uh, West Nyack headquarters for New York, New Jersey. Yet there were hardly any men's clothes. Whole sections of the aisles empty. Then I find out from my friends there, they were the New York City is giving vouchers to the illegal aliens, illegal invaders, that we're paying for. And you should have seen these able-bodied, strapping men, young men, getting all whatever they want. And American veterans are denied vouchers. And Hunter Biden should be dishonorably discharged to life in Leavenworth. And he's sitting on $3 million, $3 billion, dirty money, while American veterans are out in the elements 
eating and drinking out of garbage cans. Well, I'll tell you, Joe, it's heartbreaking to hear what you're saying. And you're right about a lot of the money going to the migrants right now. Tomorrow night, we're going to talk about how much just New York City, for example, is paying. It is a stunning number, and it's happening to places around the country. Um, everybody, I know I had a lot of you guys calling in tonight. We will continue our calls tomorrow. I love you all. I love all sides, as you know. Keep the calls coming, and I'll fill you in on James Comer tomorrow night, everyone. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.